Hello everyone, welcome to episode 57 of the Grumpy Girlfriend podcast with me, your host and certified life coach, Katrin Bernt. Ooh, have I been looking forward to talking about this topic with you guys. I know this podcast is all about your grumpiness and struggling with enjoying your good relationship, but... That doesn't mean that our partners are never grumpy or frustrated or upset with us. And it's so hilarious how as soon as they are grumpy, our first instinct is to like coach them out of it using our new amazing tools rather than coach ourselves. Or we might turn to just getting grumpy ourselves and blaming it on their grumpiness. So today, we are going to talk about how to not be grumpy about your partner's grumpiness. Whether you're like me, and your body goes into immediate fight-or-flight mode when someone expresses any kind of upset emotion, or if you perhaps engage and fuel the conflict or if you have a totally healthy relationship to all kinds of emotions, it's not super easy to navigate other people's feelings and experiences of things. You might think that it's your fault that they are upset, or you might think it's your responsibility to fix it, or you might even get defensive and think you need to protect yourself from their emotions. All of these responses are totally normal and a part of our primitive programming. Negative emotions might lead to rejection, and as we all know, rejection leads to death. Makes sense. Based on what we've been talking about for 56 episodes of this podcast, you might feel compelled to inform your partner that their emotions are just coming from their thoughts or that you are simply a neutral circumstance in their model, or that they should process their emotions instead of reacting to them and outsourcing responsibility to you. Because, I mean, we all know that's true. But here's the catch. If you need your partner's negative emotions to go away, and you desperately want to prevent them from being upset with you and having their emotional experience, that is because of how you are thinking about it. What you are making it mean, and how you feel in your body as a result. Your partner's thoughts, emotions, and behaviors are your neutral circumstance. And we don't need neutral circumstances to go away in order for us to be okay. What we need in order to be okay is a managed mind and willingness to feel discomfort in our bodies without reacting to it. Isn't that crazy? That we only get and have to manage our own thoughts and emotions regardless of what our partner is or isn't doing. If your partner is really grumpy and upset with you, your only job is to manage yourself in that situation. Your job is not to fix their grumpiness. 
the same way your partner isn't responsible for fixing your grumpiness either. Some of you probably have a partner who desperately tries to help you when you're feeling upset or grumpy or jealous. They ask what they can do, how they can help, and they're willing to do all the things for you to be okay. Ah, that shit doesn't work. And all they are doing is reinforcing your need for them to swoop in and save the day when your brain is going crazy. And whatever they do, it only works for so long. Because eventually, your brain will find a way to discount what they say and do in order to reinforce the underlying belief that created this problem in the first place. Some of you probably have the opposite. A partner who doesn't commiserate with your suffering and doesn't enable your grumpiness. They might think that the stories you make up in your brain are kind of ridiculous. They might be tired of trying to prove their faithfulness to you. And they're just like, dude... You deal with this shit, because nothing I say or do is making a difference here. In our most primitive state, we all want the partner who complies and quote-unquote supports us, who will change their behavior and accommodate our quote-unquote needs. (laughs) But the problem is that as time goes by, our brains need more and more and more support in order to get the same relief from the discomfort we're creating with our brains. The same way an alcoholic needs more and more and more alcohol to successfully dull the feelings that come up when they are sober. So eventually, our partners won't be allowed to leave the home, have any friends, own a computer or a phone, or have their own thoughts and feelings. Only then will we be completely comfortable and happy. So if you have the kind of partner who's kind of over your mind drama and your controlling behavior, that is actually kind of beneficial to your growth. It's so much easier to start working on managing your mind and processing your emotions When you don't have a partner who's constantly offering you the thing your primitive brain wants the most. Just like it's easier to cut down on drinking if you don't have a partner who offers you a yummy cocktail every single day. That doesn't mean that you can't manage yourself if you do have a partner who wants to solve your problems for you. It will just require more from you in those moments when they're reaching out a hand. So we got kind of off track here talking about your grumpiness again. But my point is this. You trying to solve your partner's grumpiness for them, even if they want you to, isn't your job. You get to allow them to be grumpy. It doesn't mean that you don't hear them out, ask questions, perhaps offer to help if you can and want to. You get to do whatever you want. But know that all of that is just smoothing over the source of their grumpiness, which is their thoughts. 
So no matter what you do or don't do, your partner gets to think anything they want and be upset about anything they want. You have no power in that area. What I want you to pay attention to is your desire to fix their thoughts or fix their feelings because you're not willing to feel your own discomfort. Your discomfort comes from your thoughts, not from your partner being grumpy or upset. So you don't have to fix anything for them in order to feel better yourself. You just need to be willing to feel uncomfortable first. In the heat of the moment, when your partner is super grumpy, you also know that they don't really have access to their prefrontal cortex right now. They can't think rationally or logically, and they're most likely reacting to their emotions that are coming from their thoughts. So... Trying to reason with them or convince them otherwise probably isn't going to work. You also know that if you can hold space for their grumpiness in the moment, once they calm down and process their feelings a bit, they will be able to think rationally about what happened. Now, don't get me wrong, they might still be upset about it. They might still have a problem with what you did. But at that point, if you have successfully processed your own discomfort with them being grumpy or upset with you, you'll have the capacity to hear them out and actually work towards a solution together. Now let's look at some examples that my clients have brought me recently. I have one client whose partner was super grumpy and upset, Not about something that she had done, but just in general, because the bus that he was on didn't stop in time, so he had to walk way further than he wanted to. What my client did in that situation was question if her partner had pressed the stop button or not. Which, it turns out, that he hadn't. (laughs) This, of course, explains why the bus didn't stop on time. In this moment... My client was pretty uncomfortable with her partner's grumpiness and wanted it to go away. So she tried to get him to understand that it was his fault that the bus didn't stop because he didn't press the button. As you can imagine, this didn't go over very well with the partner in that moment. He was now both grumpy, upset, and defensive. And it turned into an argument. You can probably relate to what her partner felt like in that moment. Just imagine you're feeling super jealous because your partner is texting someone and you ask them who it is. Then your partner proceeds to tell you that you're just making stuff up in your mind and creating your own jealousy with your thoughts. When you're feeling jealous and you're thinking, my partner is hiding something from me, that comment from your partner, no matter how true it is, is going to fuel your thought and feeling, not smooth it over and make it go away. Again, doesn't mean your partner isn't allowed to say those things in that moment. And it doesn't mean that my client was wrong for saying that the bus only stops when you press the button. Because 
she was right. It was kind of his fault. But what we do know is that we can't make the grumpiness go away. And the more unwilling we are to feel the discomfort in our bodies about their grumpiness, the more desperate we become to make their grumpiness go away, and the more aggressive we become with our tactics. In this situation, if my client was willing to allow her partner to be upset and grumpy, she wouldn't have needed to point out that it was his fault that the bus didn't stop. She could just have held space for his emotions and known that it's not dangerous that her partner is having these emotions right now. It's a part of his journey and it's not her job to make it go away. So that's one example, but let's also look at an example where another client's partner was upset with her specifically and her actions. Then what do we do? So my client's partner was upset because he thought she was being selfish. She had gotten something for herself, but not for him. And this was a big problem for him. In that moment, My client was not willing to allow him to have these thoughts and feelings. And she felt a desperate, panicky need to change his mind. To explain to him why it wasn't selfish and why he was wrong for thinking and feeling the way that he was. She wasn't being selfish, she just got something for herself. This caused a big argument. And, of course, did little to decrease the amount of grumpiness and discomfort in this situation. So, I want you to know that allowing people to think and feel whatever they want is hard. But when we can understand and accept that they will think and feel whatever they want, whether we like it or not, whether we freak out and try to stop it or not, then we can see that it's only hard because of how we feel about it. And we know how we feel is coming from our thoughts. If you can allow someone to think and feel a certain way about you without making it mean that anything has gone wrong, then the fight or flight response in your body will soften in that moment. If you can even open up to it enough to explore if there is any truth in what they are saying, you will defuse this situation completely. This huge, threatening thing loses all of its power over you if you can find a way to understand and in some ways agree with it. It doesn't mean that you have necessarily done anything wrong. It doesn't mean that you are a bad person. It just allows you to hold space for their thoughts and feelings while maintaining a safe and managed environment inside of yourself. Was it selfish of my client to get something for herself and not for him? Sure, we can totally see how that could be considered selfish. It's not a threat to her that he thinks that way. 
it's not dangerous to allow him to observe the selfishness in her actions. And once we can open up to that and hold space for it, we can connect with our partners and hear them out and totally understand each other. But when we're so threatened by their grumpiness, their thoughts and their feelings, it's like our bodies have an allergic reaction to them. In that situation, we are completely unable to connect with them over anything because it's not safe to agree with what they are saying. In my relationship, I have had to practice allowing my partner to be grumpy and upset without using that as an excuse to be grumpy back at him, especially when his grumpiness has nothing to do with me. For example, When something bad happens in his computer games, or he has a really bad workout, or a train is cancelled on his way home from work, I know that he's going to be really pissed off about it. And he's probably going to tell me all about how shitty and awful it is, and fuck this, and fuck them, and fuck the trains. Before, I was so allergic to the discomfort in my body of his grumpiness, that I would try to like reason with him and explain why it's not that bad and why he can do things differently next time to try to fix it, to try to make it go away. And when that didn't work and he's kept being grumpy, I would just get grumpy at him for being so grumpy. Logic, right? Now, I am fully aware of my discomfort with his grumpiness. If a train is cancelled, I know he is going to be mad. And I know I will have strong urges to tell him that these things happen and there's nothing you can do about it and you shouldn't be mad about things that are out of your control. (sighs) But I do not. I don't give in to those urges because I know that me saying those words are for my benefit, not for his benefit. What would benefit him the most in this situation is for me to agree with him and say, fuck the trains. And I know he will be over it soon enough. And even when he's upset with me for something I've done that he thinks is wrong, whether that is not locking the door before going to bed, or wasting food, or not telling him that I accidentally bumped his parents' car, um, I always pay attention to my urge to make his feelings go away. My urge to tell him that he's wrong, or justify what I did, or convince him that I am right. In those moments, I know that if I give in to these urges, all I'm trying to do is alleviate my own discomfort. Yes, my brain is freaking out. I did something wrong. He thinks I'm a bad person. I shouldn't have done that. Shame, guilt, judgment, fear. Ah! And it's all okay. Because I know that it's safe to allow him to be upset with me. 
And it's safe for me to not make that discomfort go away. And if I can find the truth in what he is saying and get to a place where I can in some way agree with him, I can let it go and just offer to do better next time. And if I don't agree with him and I think he is wrong, I don't have to point that out in that situation. I don't have to force him to see my point of view. If I want to, I can say that I disagree. And that might make him even more upset than make him double down on his opinion. But that is also not a problem. I can hold space for that too. The point in all of this is to understand that it takes two to have an argument, to fight, to bicker back and forth. And usually... Our actions in these situations are fueled by our low capacity to feel discomfort. They're not coming from our highest selves, the most evolved part of our brains, and we're most likely not going to create high-quality results if we're just reacting to all the urges inside of us. Because the actions we take in those moments are designed to just get rid of discomfort, not to foster and create good connection and a healthy, strong relationship. And if we practice allowing our partners to have their thoughts and feelings without feeling that strong urge to fix it and make it go away, we will get access to our intelligent brains in those moments. We will have access to what serves us the most, what we truly believe, and most importantly, who we really want to be. We'll be able to consider if we want to change something about our behavior or if we don't. We'll be able to choose if we want to agree with our partners or not and why. We'll be able to offer thoughts and perspectives, not from a place of making their feelings go away, but from a place of honesty, connection and authenticity. None of which, by the way, will guarantee that our partners will stop being upset. But that's not the point, remember? If we can just let go of fixing their emotions for them and making the discomfort go away, we can start making decisions from a more evolved place that serves us on a higher level in the long run. Sometimes... It'll serve you to not point things out and just go along with what they're upset about. Sometimes you'll want to lovingly disagree and share your own thoughts. Sometimes you might want to think about it for a while and then have another conversation about it once you've decided what you think. And in any and all of these scenarios, your partner might calm down or get more upset. Continue their temper tantrum say that you're being rude or selfish, or start to see things from your perspective. Who knows? That's totally up to your partner and nothing that you are in control of anyway. What you choose to say and do needs to be based on what you want to create for you and who you want to be not on controlling or manipulating your partner. So, the moral of the story. Allow your partner to think and feel whatever they want. 
because there's literally no alternative. It's normal to be uncomfortable with other people's upset emotions, but it's not your responsibility to fix them. And sometimes they don't even want you to fix them. Instead of trying to take your partner's human experience away from them by fixing their feelings, hold space for them. Allow them to feel. Sometimes that is the most loving thing another person can do for us. And if you ever get grumpy because your partner is grumpy, you're guilty of the exact same thing that you're blaming them for. Their grumpiness is coming from their thoughts, but so is yours. So instead of trying to coach them out of it, lead by example. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.